Welcome back to the Bench Report. Coming to you Sunday night, January 28th, fresh off of a fun conference championship weekend. We had Lions and Niners, and we had the Chiefs and Ravens. Sid, what were we going to talk about? Yeah, Nico, these games were, not going to lie, I say we watched about five good quarters of football today. Four quarters coming from the Lions-Niners game, and really only the first quarter Four of the Chiefs-Ravens game was like worth watching. Other than that, like that game was pretty boring. Um, but let's get right into it. Um, our first game, Chiefs Ravens. Chiefs win 17, seven, 17 to ten. Um, like I said, not not a lot to remark about. Um, it was a bad game. Um, a lot of bad penalties by the Ravens. Um, we already know that the the subplot coming out of this is going to be the refs. The refs wanted the Chiefs to win, and the NFL rigged, and that's probably right, but. There were so many bad penalties. Like Zay Flowers, he caught this this ball, um, got it down at like in the ten, um, gets up and taunts his defender. They come back fifteen yards. Next play, Lamar throws an interception. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what did you? What are your thoughts on the game? Well, uh, the Chiefs Ravens game, I was working during, so I didn't get to catch it. Um, but the Lions Niners, I am a diehard Rams fan, as some of my devoted followers would know. Um, so I have a special place of hatred in my heart for the 49ers. And this game was really, really hurt my whole soul. Hurt my whole heart and soul to watch. 24-7 blown lead. Jared Goff hurt the Niners. Hasn't beat them yet. Um, honestly, people talk. They look at Dan Campbell calling, uh, going forward twice on fourth down, not getting either of them. And they lost by three. You could have kicked two field goals and won the game. You'd be in the Super Bowl right now. I don't care. I feel like you... you Dan Campbell and his huge balls are got them to that place. I don't deviate from that. I stick with what got you there. And if you're gonna lose, you go out on fourth down. You go out not getting that. So if you're if you were in Dan Campbell's position there, you would have gone for I it. I would have gone for it. Really? Yeah. Wow. And they did on the on the on their last drive of the game, fourth and goal. They still went for it. They got the touchdown. Down three. They didn't get the onside. I kick think in that after you bit. don't get it the first time, you have to go for it. You have to like kick the field goal the second time. Yeah, because you can't a- have two blown opportunities like that. Like we said, like if they just got one of them, like that game would have been gone so differently in that last five minutes of the game. This is true. Um, but back to back to the Chiefs Ravens game really quick, just because we kind of glossed over a couple things. Um, Lamar played unbelievable. Um, there's one play where Lamar threw a pass. It got tipped at the line. And then he caught it went it up in the air. Caught it himself and got the first. All on my Insta feed tomorrow. Um, Zay Flowers played out of his mind, but the question is, like, what what do the Ravens do now? Ravens, uh, they brace their city. I guess there's going to be some rampant crime for the next week. That'll they'll have to deal with that. The mayor will have some problems. Uh, Lamar Jackson cannot save them there because he couldn't save us from the Taylor Swift hype train. Um, and we'll have to deal with a lot of that type of coverage for the next week as well. Next two weeks before. Uh, yeah, before we see her running across the field through red and white confetti into Taylor into Travis Kelsey's arms, but oh man, well Lamar Jackson was twenty for thirty-seven, two hundred seventy-two yards, a touchdown and an interception. Um, Zay Flowers had five receptions for one hundred and fifteen yards and a touchdown. Um, and still they they came short. Obviously, like I said, it came down to those those bad penalties and some sloppy gameplay. But if you're the Ravens, you do you just try out try not out the same team next year and just just play it again see how it goes i don't know i feel like as a coach 
Well, in particular in Harbaugh's shoes, he just got some more competition within the family table. He's got his brother Jim now with the with the Chargers, so yeah, he's gonna. Exactly. I guess he personally might feel a little bit of uh, competition there to feel like he's got to step it out and, uh, and do something really like radical. But I don't know if that's what you do here. I feel like you had a solid team like year in year out. You've been consistent. You have an MVP coming back this year. He's healthy. Not too many crazy injuries outside of um, outside of Mark Andrews, but. I feel like you come back next year, You this is your formula. If it ain't broke, I mean, you're broke. But I don't know. I don't think there's too much that you can change that would make this Ravens teams better than they were today. And just didn't work out. We see this happen so often. But Well, even within the division, like, Joe Burrow got injured early on. Deshaun Watson wasn't wasn't playing. And the Steelers will always be the Steelers. Like, the, the competition in the, the division next year is going to be even worse. And they're playing against... A handful of, of playoff teams and up-and-coming teams are playing against the Chiefs, the Chargers, the Cowboys, the Texans, the Bucks, the Bills, the Eagles, all who made the playoffs this year. Um, and I don't know, like you said, like there's not really a big splashy move that they can make. But I don't know if you're part of the Ravens organization, there's got to be something you do, right? Yeah, and that is a question for their owner. And uh, yeah, from there, should we take it to uh, some winners and losers from this conference? championship slate yeah sure um i can get it started um what's your first winner uh my number one winner is jim harbaugh because at the thanksgiving table this year he can throw around he won a championship and guess who didn't his brother john Mm. uh who's your first winner? i'm taking my first winner i'm going with jameson williams they lost don't get me wrong but it's a win for jameson williams to not be in las vegas in february (laughs) His I mean, body. also he had a monster game. Oh yeah, he oh he played amazing, lights out. Um, I mean, he caught that last fourth down touchdown as well. But yeah, um, unreal. Yeah, I mean, we saw these uh, the NFL's new policies on gambling this this uh, this February in, in Vegas, and uh, I don't know. I feel like it's in Jama's best interest to stay and watch from home this weekend. Sid, who's your second winner? Um, my second winner is Taylor Swift. Um, she gets her first uh, Super Bowl appearance. Um, rumors that she was going to you know, do the Super Bowl performance, maybe, but no. Um, but at the end of the game, when she's running across the field with that red and white confetti, that's the moment that half the Super Bowl watchers this year are going to be waiting for. Um, and the ratings for the Super Bowl are going to be through the roof. This oh, is yeah. exactly what the NFL wants. Set records this divisional round. It's, it's going to be through the roof. I mean... Football is too romantic, isn't it? It's perfect to have Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey. That's my second winner, by the way, Travis Kelsey. I'm going, I mean, 11 catches, 116 and a touchdown, and you got um, you got this woman on the sidelines for, waiting for you. Um, the NFL, they want Taylor Swift on the frame as much as possible. They, they appeal to a whole different side of an audience that they never would have before. Jersey sales for number 87 through the roof. Having her at the Super Bowl is going to be good for business, if not just Chiefs fans getting to be to another Super Bowl and probably winning, which I don't know if you could have heard us picking at that we have. Uh, personally, I'm rolling with the Chiefs all day, every single day, two weeks from today. Um, in Super Bowl 57, but Sid, I don't know, you, you seem to think the wet red and white confetti's coming out instead of red and yellow, but... Well, also, um, really quick on Travis Kelsey, he did break Jerry Rice's record for most receptions in postseason history, yeah, um, which is just unreal. Um, he's, like, what, they've been competitive in the, in the... They've been competitive in the playoffs for, like, maybe 10 years, and 
the fact that he's already been able to do that is is pretty unreal. Um, but for the Super Bowl, I do have the Niners picked, mm. just because mm-hmm. coming back with a twenty-seven zero run just show, like shows how scary of a team you are. Like if you're the Chiefs and you saw that happen, they didn't melt down at any point. They easily could have too. Um, they got some great stops on defense. Their offense looked lights out. I don't know. It's a pretty scary matchup. Yeah. Um, but my next your third winner. Winner is Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant, obviously. Um, Talk about a bench guy. That is a bench guy if I've ever seen one. Defying Um, the odds. 20 for 31, 267 yards and a touchdown. Um, His his passing wasn't... He didn't impact the game. Not to mention the amount of sacks he evaded. There were were a lot of close calls toward the end of that game that could have, any one of those could have put the Lions back in a position to take the lead, and this man would just not go down as much as it hurts me to watch. But props to him. I'll give him that. Exactly. My point exactly was that, like, a lot of his his impact on this game today was in between the stat lines. Um, He had so many heads-up plays, and even though he had some dicey balls, for Mm -hmm. sure, um, I feel like he impacted this game in a big way, and maybe they can move out of the, the whole... Like storyline that he might just be a system quarterback. Yeah. Um, with my third winner, I'm going with my pockets as I took Jared Goff's over on passing yards today at 260 and a half. The, I mean, had the Lions actually came through and were managing that game, I don't think Jared Goff would have thrown for well over 100 yards in the fourth quarter. But 100%. he did and threw 273, so I cashed my 50 bucks in. I'm very happy about that. So Adam let's let's go. hear it. So let's look at our losers now. Who's your first loser from today? Um, my first loser is Dan Campbell. Come on, man. Specifically I, his massive balls, dragging them to the bottom. I just, like, at, at the end of the day, like, no matter how many stats tell you to go for it on fourth and three or fourth and two in that situation, you have to read read the game and the way it's flowing right there. Especially on that second one, they were the Niners were starting to mount a comeback, and if you just kick the field goal... You, you make the Niners start over back on their own 25. You have three more points on the board. Even if you're not getting the full home run, at least you you have something to show for from that drive. True. Um, and they really needed it there, too. Um, I'm going to interrupt you here and say my first loser would be the Lions wide receivers' hands, as they could not catch a ball for their lives in some of these in some of these amounts, especially one of these fourth downs that you keep referencing. It just... Jared Goff could not have put some of these balls in a better spot. One went, I mean, we talked about JMO. Went literally, it was a flea flicker. One of the best Perfect footballs ball. I've ever seen thrown Perfect in Jared ball. Goff's life. Watch every single snap of his career. That might be one of the best throws ever, and it went right through his hands. And uh, yeah, Lions obviously was going to have a field day in the film room tomorrow, but that's just the way the cookie crumbles. Yeah, Seriously. I just, I just don't. I feel like if you're Dan Campbell. I don't know. You you have a whole city who's hasn't seen a Super Bowl in at, in the Super Bowl era. Like I know, like if you get that touchdown there, that game is is in your hands. But you were up twenty four to seven at one point. You can't crumble that way. Last year we saw them blow how many leads, and this year we thought it was different. But in in the biggest stage, you can't you can't just not show up, especially in the second half there. Yeah. Um, but what's your second loser? My second loser, I'm going to go with Detroit and Baltimore's crime rates. Um, and Eminem. Yeah. Gonna, these two cities, they've been they've been through it. Let's say that. And Eminem is about losing. to drop some heat. Oh, yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Can't I mean, wait better. for that. 
Yeah, Detroit versus everybody, as one might say. But these two cities, they've been through the ringer, um, talking about podcasts. But, um, yeah, to lose in a conference championship games like that. Two, I mean, Baltimore, they lost a slot fest. But Lions, like, 24-7, blowing that. Yeah. You're going to have some angry people in the streets. But but that's, like, the most Lions way again, to lose that game. Yeah, but yeah, like, it was, it, it, it really if there's was. any way you would write uh, um if there's any loss you would write up for the Lions and how they would have that lost one. it, it's that way. Yeah. Which is really sad. Yeah, now the mayor's got a problem on their hands. But let's hear let's hear what's your other losers. Come on. Um Tom Brady. Mm. Mahomes has made four it. Super Bowls in seven years. Was benched for his first season. I don't know. I mean, this certainly early mm. in his career, but if he wins this the Super Bowl, like He's got three rings, and he's not even 30 yet. Like, I don't know. Tom Brady's got him maybe slightly sweating now. Mm-hmm. You have a point there. I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm not one to call that before. I feel like there's a lot that still has to happen before Mahomes even inches close to Tom Brady. But, I mean, you do mention he isn't 30 yet. There's a lot of room to run for him. So, you never know. I'm sh- I'm sure Tom Brady had had the Ravens going to the Super Bowl every day in his book. So I'll I'll take him as a loser. I agree on that. Um, um, and what's your last loser? My last loser. I'm gonna go with talking about the bench report here. I'm gonna go with Zay Flowers' hand after he fumbled on the one yard line and then cut open his hand after smacking the bench. Yeah, that's feels, a big yikes. Not gonna lie. Yeah, yeah. Like you're you're that. I mean, granted, he did fumble it on the goal line to lose losing a game by seven points. By the way, that that could have changed a lot yeah but I and mean, then look poor, at that the bench that poor bench i mean just yeah, really. could you imagine expect like that feel for it yeah it's, that's really rough things who's your third loser um my last loser is um the head ref of the ravens um come on man are you seriously partying that hard the night before that you lost your voice just like call in sick or like tell somebody else to talk on the mic but like that was pretty rough that was like a hundred voice cracks um yeah. But yeah. Right. Next up, should, should we talk about what's been happening around the league? I mean, we've had the coaching carousel go by. I yeah. mean, we saw there's a couple couple names to talk about. We've got Harbaugh to the Chargers, huge one. Do, do you um, see that yeah. um, his quote about being starstruck by seeing um, Justin oh, Herbert for the first time? Oh yeah, so yeah. funny. Yeah, you got you got Harbaugh to the Chargers. You got Antonio Pierce staying with the Raiders. You got Gerard Mayo, homegrown talent in New England, going to the Patriots. You got. Raheem Morris, I mean, my guy, my defensive coordinator from the Rams going to the Falcons, as well as not to mention the Rams passing game coordinator following him to the to the Falcons as well. So there's something there. They're sticking together. And then the other question mark, where is Bill Belichick going? I, I, I think mean, the bigger question mark, though, is what about Mike Frabel? Is he, is he hmm. not still a great coach? I mean, the the Seahawks and the Commanders are the last two openings in the league um, so far. But how has Vrabel not been hired yet? Like, wh- what what are the the Falcons thinking? I mean, obviously Raheem Morris is a, is a great coach, but and Mike Vrabel has been proven. He's proven, yes. Um, yeah, and at the Falcons one does confuse me a little bit because there was a lot of talk with Belichick too. But again, going back to the Patriots, there was something about. Gerard Mayo staying with them, playing with them his whole career, and then to come in as a as the coach to succeed Belichick, there's something there about loyalty to an organization that you can't teach anywhere else. I feel like Vrabel had that with the Titans, and to drop that isn't isn't a good sign for your organization in the future, personally. 
Yeah, I mean, I think that's fair, but do you think Gerard Mayo's going to be successful as a Patriots coach? I have no idea. He's got a big hole to climb out of, to, to say the least. But um, we'll see where they go with their draft pick this year. We'll stay tuned for a later se- later episode to talk about draft. But um, Antonio Pierce staying with the Raiders, love that. Yeah, that's that's finally the first Raiders head coach hiring that has made sense. Yeah, that I've approved of. I mean, this guy's this guy's the heart and soul of the team. The, the players love him. They respect the hell out of him. His post-game speeches are electric. Um, this guy, I, I'm calling it, he'll have the team pointed in the right direction in the future. Um, but so, so I guess my question to you, Nico, is what do you think happens to Belichick? Does he does he take mm. one of these last few jobs? Does That's he retire? Does he wait a season? Mm. What do you think happens? I Okay, Belichick's an interesting situation. This guy is probably the most proven coach ever. Um, but his, his niche is that he wants to be the GM as well as head coach. He needs power, and I don't know if the Seahawks and Commanders are that desperate for a head coaching hire that they're willing to give up that much leeway to somebody to the oldest coach in the league. But I don't know. I feel like it's personally he could take a year, wait for something else to open up. Cardinals might fire their coach. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be almost like a Sean Payton situation where you wait a year, just kind of see what happens, and then go from there. Yeah. Um, but I, I do believe that Mike Vrabel will be hired within the next week or so yeah. because there's no way a guy of that talent has not been picked up yet. Yeah, I believe it. Um, next, real quick, I want to run through. NFL AP Award nominations came out. Let's hear. Let's do some picks. Let's see who's who. Do you have for MVP? Well, I mean, it might I, be. I think Lamar is the the runaway yeah. winner. I don't think we okay. need to Next stop question. and talk about um, that more. Yeah, minus twenty thousand in sporting books right unreal. now. That's uh, Oh man, you got both our picks there. Um, defensive player of the year. Who do you have? Um, I got my, my 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 guy T.J. Watt led the league in sacks again with nineteen sacks this season. Um, I mean, this might be a little bit of just watching every single snap that he's played this season, mm-hmm. but. Every time he's on the field, you can see, like, he changes the offensive line so much. Like, if you look at the numbers of Alex Highsmith, who's our opposite um, defensive line, um, his numbers are also really high because when T.J. Watt is on the field, the offensive line has to adjust. Um, And I think that kind of impact also um, should be considered. Yeah, so Sid, as a Steelers fan, you're not going to appreciate my pick that I'm going with Miles Garrett. I personally feel like everything you say about T.J. Watt, maybe outside of the pure numbers, applies to Miles Garrett in every aspect of what an outside linebacker should be. And you take into when you talk about an MVP award, you take into account how good the team was, how good the 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 offense was at this quarterback because it's a quarterback award. How off how good that offense was. Miles Garrett spearheaded a really really good Browns defense that realistically like talent wise probably shouldn't have been this this good this year and i really think that that is defense player of the year type stuff right there tj watt led miles garrett and tackles assists sacks passes defended interceptions fumbles recovered fumbles forced touchdowns and um i i don't know i feel like if you lead against somebody else in that many stats we've seen worse but it's fair okay offense player of the year Let's go back to the other side of the ball. Who you got? Um, I got Christian McCaffrey. He's just he's been lights out this season. Everyone kept saying that if Christian McCaffrey doesn't get that. injured, the Niners will make the Super Bowl. And lo and behold, Christian McCaffrey didn't get injured, and the Niners made the Super Bowl. Yeah, all right. That's fair. I mean, I'm personally going with Tyree Kill here. I mean, this feels like a no-brainer. I mean, I don't think Tua Tagovailoa is a talented quarterback in most regards. 
this guy is stat padding the hell out of his QB right here. I mean, this guy, he you can beat your corner 12 yards down the field and he'll come back for the ball and still score a touchdown. And it is some really fun football to watch. I mean, he's just a wizard when it comes to the ball. Nobody can catch him. Cheetah, that's, that's my pick for offensive play of the year. Um, let's go to rookies. Go to the newbies. Who you got for rookie of the year offensive? Uh, I mean, I think this one's a melon already. C.J. Stroud, he led the Texans who, I, I mean, didn't they finish with the number two pick in the in the draft last year? They were one of the bottom two or three worst teams last year in the NFL. And then they make the playoffs and they win a playoff game convincingly. I don't know. I feel like that has to be chalked up to C.J. Stroud. And he had a, he had a monster season. There's definitely something there to that. Um... I don't know if it's my bias coming in, but num- bias aside, numbers-wise, breaking the rookie records for receiving yards and catches um, as a fifth-round pick at a BYU, I'm rolling with Puka Nakua. He is, he, I mean, he's my, he's my guy, first of all, and he cooked up your Steelers, by the way. But I, Vegas doesn't like it. I, a lot of people think Stroud. I wouldn't hate it if it happened. Personally, I feel like two rookie records... That deserves a Rookie of the Year award, but I mean this this rookie class has been something else. Yeah. But, so let, let's go defensive, other side of the ball. What do you have there? This one's tough, but once again, just based off purely watching more of his snaps, I'm gonna have to go with Joey Porter Jr. He, <laughs> here Love we go. that because you have Will Anderson highlighted too. But well, let's, yeah, let's hear, let's hear I, the I can just talk about out. Joey let's Porter hear, Jr. more, but also. Let, let's hear from the homer too, because you're gonna pick every single Rams player. Oh, you know me for anything. Yeah, of course. Um, but Joey Porter Jr. has been lights out this season. He's their number. He's the Steelers' number one corner. He's allowed only forty percent of his passes to be caught. Um, he did have a little bit of a problem with penalties early on, little, but he's picked bit. on so much, and like even his body type, like being long, lanky with lengthy, lanky long arms. Like I don't know. I, I just think like he's he's gonna have out of these five guys he's gonna have the best career. Okay, that's a fair point. Slightly biased, but fair point. Um, production wise, out of off defensive rookies this year, Kobe Turner is the prime example of like another Rams. Uh, yeah, he's another Ram. Um, but talk about dude. This man had nine and a half sacks from interior defensive tackle. The last he broke the Rams rookie record, by the way, and who else was a Rams rookie? Aaron Donald in 2011. Like this guy, he is the truth. I mean, sure, he's playing alongside Aaron Donald, who gets double, triple team, damn near every play. But this guy is something else, something new. Like he's and he can sing. Um, he can sing. He can sing. That's why he's called the conductor. He oh, did a he, he did the national anthem. I think at a Clippers game. Something. Really? Yeah, he's gorgeous. Wow, man's got that's, pipes. That's so interesting. Oh yeah, um, comeback player of the year. Um, I got Joe Flacco. He just coming back from the Jets and being able to play a competent football game and lead a team to the playoffs is all you need. Um, that's my only argument there, and I don't think you can you can debate that at all. Yeah. Um, here's more bias coming to account from uh, my, my personal self. Um, Matthew Stafford is plus 8,000 in Vegas right now for Comeback Player of the Year, but personally, I mean, from the depths of wherever the hell the Rams were last year as a rebuilding team to spearhead this comeback from 3-6 and six to making the playoffs and playing lights out in them too against his former team in a hostile, hostile environment at Ford, at Ford Field's first ever playoff game. That would 
odds were stacked against this man, and he he came back and was one oh, of the man. best the best quarterback in the league from weeks maybe ten to fifteen. Uh, I'm rolling with him. I mean, sure, Demar died, but. Um, <laughs> I, I like your pick. Joe Flacco came back. I don't know. I just feel like you Ar- can't arguably pick, worse. I can't. I don't think um, you can pick a quarterback that was in the Super Bowl two years ago. Yeah, but that's the thing. It's a, it's come back from last year, not two years ago. Oh man. Okay, coach of the year. Let's see where you go. Um, I got D'Amico Ryan's. Kind of the same reason as C.J. Stroud, but being able to lead a team that was in the bottom three in the NFL last year to the playoffs, um, especially with all the injuries they had in their their skill positions on offense. Um, I don't know. I feel like it has to be D'Amico Ryan to the Houston Texans. There you go. Yeah, I like it, but I'm going with Dan Campbell. Dan Big Balls Campbell. This guy, I mean, I am I talked about comeback player of the years from last year, and I granted, like, the Lions did kind of pick it up last year, too, so they didn't come back from quite as much as the Texans had to, but Dan Campbell, the things he's done with this team, like, accumulated, uh, accumulated I can't say the word, um, all together with his tenure with the Lions, this guy deserves the coach of the year to bring this team from the brinks of wherever despair. Like this guy, he's literally he's revamped the entire city of Detroit. They're all behind him. His players are behind him, biting kneecaps, all this and that. Got him, uh, got him to the conference championship. This team is something else with Dan Campbell at the helm, and I want him for coach of the year. Um, yeah, we have a little side bit. Do we have for assistant coach of the year? Like, there's no Vegas odds out on these. At least we couldn't find. But um, who, who's your who's your pick there? I mean, the AP announced Ben Johnson, Detroit Lions offense coordinator, Mike McDonald, uh, Baltimore Ravens defensive coordinator, as well as the Ravens offensive coordinator Todd Monken, Jim Schwartz, Browns defensive coordinator, and Bobby Slowick, Bobby Slowick, uh, Texans offensive coordinator. Um, I personally have Todd Munkin, who is the offensive coordinator for the Ravens. Um, they didn't see too much of a, a jump in their numbers. Um, they did go from 20.6 points per game to 28.4 points per game um, between the two seasons. Um, and they did get about 20 more touchdowns this year than they did last year, which are um, good numbers. But Lamar just looks so much more comfortable um, and that's largely because of Todd, Todd Munkin and his offensive scheme. Yeah. Um, but who do you got? Um, again, like I haven't listened to many Jim Schwartz interviews, post-game press conferences, but I love what this guy has done on the field with his Cleveland Browns defense. Like Again, I talked about it earlier with Miles Garrett. Part of what played into my pick for him for defense player of the year is the schemes this guy has put together <laughs> for his Cleveland Browns. He put together... The number number one defense most of the year, and I think the Ravens took over. Um, yeah. But he put together a phenomenal defense with not a lot of pieces outside of, of course, your your guy Miles Garrett. But again, to scheme this guy into disrupting everything, I feel like that's what wins you assistant coach of the year. But, that that's a that's a great point. Um, well, to wrap it up, I think we should end with our bench play of the week, um, which we obviously have to give to that poor bench um, in the Ravens game. Yeah. R.I.P. The Bench. R.I.P. Zay Flowers' hand. Um, but that about wraps it up for the Bench Report. Make sure to like, like, comment, and subscribe, and we'll see you guys in the next one. Stay tuned. Yep. Peace. Okay. All right, that wasn't too bad. That was 25 um, Wait, don't, don't end it, because we can... Oh, wait, I guess that's fine. Um, but we can...